hello, hello, and welcome to the next thrilling episode of the Punk Till I Die podcast, the preeminent punk rock podcast for old geezers and what... I can't keep it up. I don't know how he does it. I don't know why Tom's yelling at us. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how... Uh, so this is episode 133 of the Punk Till I Die podcast. I was trying to do my Rev Norb impression there. I don't know how he does it. I can do like 10 seconds in my... And my throat starts to hurt. It so. was impressive, but you actually frightened me a little bit there. I actually had to shrink back I, in my seat. Well, I thought the uh, effect would be better if you didn't know it was coming. Mm-hmm. I call that one the shocker. It was a shocker. That, <laughs> was, that was indeed. Um, yeah, so as you can probably tell from the quality and probably from the echo, we're actually, Tom came into town last night and we're recording an episode of our first one actually live in my... Uh, I guess in Neil's room, right? in Neil's palatial estate, if yeah. you, if it's all the natural echo from the thirty foot ceilings in his <laughs> grand ballroom, <laughs> yes, it's, but it's very empty. I'm very lonely. <laughs> but just, uh, just got the cats. But yes, we uh, we uh, have had a weekend, a full. Uh, I've had a full immersion weekend of uh, full Borsa sprinkler immersion weekend, and uh, we start on Friday night, and we caught up with Neil last night, and you know we did what we do. We Shop for records, and we drank beer, and we uh, and went to see Barca Sprinkler. Exactly. Yeah. So Tom went. Tom, um, Tom and Scott drove in town. Well, it was in up in Milwaukee, right on yep. Friday. So we took the day off Friday, and we left. Oh, nine ish, a little after nine in the morning, and we got up to Milwaukee really just about lunchtime because we it's an hour time change. I think we got up there about one to one p.m. local time. And uh, we went to visit a little neighborhood that I had actually never really spent any significant amount of time in called the Bayview neighborhood of Milwaukee. Bayview, okay. So Which is, is, a is that a cool. suburb? That's a suburb, is it? I think it's in Milwaukee proper, but oh. it's right on it's right on Lake Michigan. And it's kind of got that uh, not fully gentrified. It's, it's got a good vibe to it. It's got, because it's got some newer stuff and there's definitely some hipster restaurants and stuff. But they still have some of the old like beer hall style Old bars, bars and, and stuff, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is it is it like a college? Is there a college there or something? Uh, it, it has that vibe to it. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of colleges around the Milwaukee area, so I don't know if one of them is there or not. But it was... Usually we go to this neighborhood called the Brave Street neighborhood, which is a cool... It's not like the downtown, downtown neighborhood. It's kind of a cool neighborhood where there's cool bars, old bars, new bars, record stores, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Tattoo yeah. shops, uh, you know, tarot, oh, cool. tarot card reading yeah. places, you know, stuff like that. This is a little different. Felt a little older. The neighborhood felt a little huh. older, but it was good. It was cool. It was real cool. That's, that's, okay, so is that where the, because you went to the X-Ray Arcade, right? Yes. Is that where X-Ray, X, uh, I thought that was in a place called Cuddy. Very nearby. Very nearby. Okay. Just south of, like, the main city of Milwaukee. Um, Cuddy is not much of a town. So you were, but you were... The hotel was where you were staying. Yeah, it was, it was in Milwaukee by the okay. airport. There's, right. that's, it's like three miles from Cuddy. It's like okay. a $12 Uber ride kind of thing. So just so I, just so I have a, an indication, because I haven't really ever been to... I've been to the outskirts of Milwaukee for work once, but like, how big is it in comparison to like Chicago or something like that? Oh, I... I not like, half the size. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, so it's, it's a small, a, compact but, but city. But it's a big city. I mean, it's a big city. You know, it's a, it's a major city. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because it's so close to Chicago, I think it kind of gets... I mean, it's only two hours away, so it kind of gets lost in the mix. But we we should have drug you up. You know, I originally I was trying to talk you into going, but you, you know, you had to work like a good American. You had to go to work. Well, I actually but did. Next next time we go up there, we are gonna just stop by your work and just say, "Hello, is uh, Neil McDougal there? Can we speak to Mr. McDougal?" When you come out, we're just gonna grab you and throw you in a sack and throw you in the trunk and take Fucking you up to Milwaukee. Security at our building. You you can't even get in the parking lot without like flashing the badge right? and shit like that. Yeah. So actually, it's lucky I didn't because uh, my buddy Rick. Um, but yeah, he was really sick on Friday, so mm. um, 
So you actually had to work? Yeah, it's lucky I went in, because otherwise there would have been... uh, We have two new people starting tomorrow, so I had to prep stuff for them. Like, when we come here, you end up driving a lot of times. Yeah, it's fine. When we go to Milwaukee, we stay like three miles from the thing, and we just Uber, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, that's nice, man. That's nice. It's so hard to do in Chicago, though, because the hotels are either right downtown, they cost like $600 a night, (laughs) or you stay out further, but then it's like a freaking $50 Uber ride, so it's... So we used, yeah, Uber Day... Uber day, Liverpool Neil yesterday, which was all fine and good. So. Yeah, I had my chauffeur's cap on yesterday. Yes. So it was fine. Though. Exactly. It was fine. Okay, so... Um, he kept himself to consuming only like three quarters as much as the rest of us. <laughs> it's funny. I was thinking to myself, oh, I don't think I, I really haven't been drinking that much. And then I started counting them up, and it's like, well, it was up to like six. That was about <laughs> as... Which is a lot for That me. was about as weak in the knees as I've seen you ever. Yeah? I mean, you weren't like shit-faced or anything, but you were definitely... If the question is, how many drinks does it take to make a grumpy old man named Neil happy, he hit that number last night. He was in a really good mood. This is not a... No one's ever met Neil and say, boy, there's a festive guy. But you were in a good mood. It was fun. Oh, that's not true. I'm I'm festive all the time. No, but it was. It was a really good time yesterday. I mean, it it didn't seem like a... I don't know. Anyway, let's let's not jump ahead of ourselves. It's sold out last night, yes. You're in Milwaukee. Yep. We're all over the place as normal. Yep. So you uh, you get in at like 1 o'clock in the afternoon yep. to this Bayview place. Have lunch at a pretty good Mexican joint that I can't pronounce. Let me guess. You went for lunch and then drank a bunch of beer, right? Uh, I had one beer with lunch. Oh. But we had stuck our head into this kind of semi-divey looking bar, which is what draws us, of course. You know, if you if you have fancy glass etchings on the outside of your bar and... You know, if I had to look at the menu to see how much stuff costs, I'm not going to go there. So we stuck our head in this dive bar. <laughs> said, "Hey, do you have food?" I said, "No, we only have only frozen pizzas." I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to find some lunch and we'll come back. So it looked like a cool dive bar. So we went and found this Mexican place, which was fine. It wasn't amazing, but it's funny because you walk outside of this Mexican place and they had a big, thick slab like bar that was cut from a tree. You could tell. I mean, it was not a. I mean, they stuck with the walls and colored them pink and stuff. They tried their best to retrofit this place to Mexican. Yeah, yeah. Well, you walk out front, it's clearly like a Bavarian. <laughs> like a, the, the building is like a Bavarian. Design. House or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like at one point, they they served lukewarm steins of beer in this place, and that was a. But we did we did have a beer we did have a beer at lunch and it was it was, it was good. Um, and then we did go back to that other bar, which was called Highbury Highbury Pub, I think. In and it was a soccer bar. Oh, oh Highbury, yeah, that's the, that's that's Arsenal's ground. So it must you have been an Arsenal, have, uh, uh, Arsenal's you should, ground. You would have probably enjoyed that because they had all those stupid scarves all over the place. <laughs> well, okay, asking that, though, the most important thing, did they have English beer? Uh, oh, they, yeah, oh, maybe I'm asking the wrong person. They had um, High Life, Miller High Life. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Is that from England? <laughs> Yes, that's well, what that's what we wee out when we're in the bathroom. It's funny because we always usually it's like almost a tradition. We almost always drink High Life when we're in Milwaukee or, or whatever the. Wow, and that's why you were drinking Old Style yesterday. And Old Style in Chicago, even though we did go to the PBR because they had the bigger cans for an extra pop. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, th- yeah, those those uh, High Life ones were like twelve ounce cans or something, weren't they? Yeah, just regular. Yeah, that's a normal beer can, you know, twelve ounce twelve <laughs> ounce can of beer. I mean, just because you've been hanging out with Scott and you're seeing us just yeah. drink these giant beers, I mean, yeah. don't forget yeah. that twelve ounce beer is the industry standard. Yeah, I, isn't it sixteen? No, the tall cans are 16. Jesus Christ. They just look I mean, t- uh, tiny. Those 12-ounce cans look tiny. because my hands are so big. You know? <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's why I like drinking that's those. It. That's why I like drinking those white claws. My hand looks so big and you look big like and fucking Andre the Giant. <laughs> Unlike that beer that Scott had the other day, it was like a thirty-two ounce can of beer in his yeah. hand. It looked like a baby holding out of that. 
It was about as huge as that huge Dunkin' Donuts cup that you oh, had there. Oh, it was much bigger than that. It was. Yeah. It had the length and the girth, Neil, just Good the way God. you like it. Good God, what the fuck happened to this show? <laughs> All right, listen. So... Anyway, so we sat in that soccer bar and we had a couple beers, and now I'm going to play a Boris Sprinkler song, because that's what... Uh, what uh, the weekend was largely about. So, well, Tom, gonna... let me ask you: did, what, did they have food? And if they had food, did they have grilled cheese? Uh, they just had frozen pizzas. Come on, that's a uh, dude, I saw to the song. I, I mean, it's I get a fucking it. saying. Come on, I get it, but it just doesn't work. Oh, it just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. Did the bartender <laughs> to say, "Do you want a grilled cheese?" Uh, maybe. Anyway, this is Borsa Sprinkler. <laughs> Do you want a grilled cheese? job there psyching into that song but Tom screwed me he screwed me as normal speaking of screwed here's the next song no (laughs) uh, so at that point I had been texting uh, back and forth with our pal Mark who uh, we saw him you met him at Punk Rock Bowling right yeah yeah, yeah, longer hair plays drums for the DUIs out of Milwaukee who we're gonna talk oh I didn't know he played drums yeah yeah he's the drummer and he and he was going to a place called Puddler's Hall I know, What's it called? Piddler's Hall? Puddler's <laughs> Hall. I know, it, it sounds actually not that appealing, but it was it actually... Like a, a freaking... It was a, a cool bar. Joint. Well, it's funny, we went to this soccer place, right? And they got a freaking live soccer game. I'm like, who the hell's playing soccer? And it's nighttime. It was like Croatia versus Cyprus or something. It's like, wow, a couple of world powers really uh, <laughs> flexing wow. their soccer sorry for, all, sorry for our Croatian listeners there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not to the Swedish and the Norwegian listeners. They no. can kiss our ass. No. 
But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that we hold a grudge. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we uh, so and then we went. So we went to this Puddlers Hall, which was a nice, another cool, just beer beer bar joint, you know. And we were watching because the Milwaukee Brewers are in the playoffs. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Against the Atlanta Braves, and for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not sure why, but the Friday and the Saturday game were at afternoon games, like three thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> Makes sense on Saturday, but Friday. A lot of people can't get because Mark. I know he would have loved to have been at the game, but was it in Milwaukee? Yeah, you can't get there out of work. You can't get to work. You know, I mean, huh. if you're working, it's hard to get down to Milwaukee at three thirty. Uh, they won, so everybody was pretty, pretty happy about that. And uh, so yeah, we hung out with him, and we met his um, DUI's bandmate Chris, who was like the founder of the band. He plays bass and sings. And the DUI's are what kind of? Just like a fast, hard punk rock uh, if, if you were in a punk rock band that was called the DUIs what do you think you'd sound like because that's they, they personify that yeah songs <laughs> about drinking fast they play yeah. fast so like yeah, they're cool we're going to play them plenty if we don't do it today we'll do it next time yeah um, because we uh, we are going to uh, they're going to be at our event in McHenry so oh, big event our big event that just keeps getting bigger by yeah, the day yeah it does fuck yeah it does um, which I, I'm pretty excited about but yeah so then we went and, and at that point I mean I've had you know the rounds were coming real quick. There was another guy who, an old punk news reader that I'd met before up there. He was hanging out with them. And oh, wow. So there was five or six of them, maybe more, seven or eight, plus the two of us. And it was, the rounds were going pretty quick. And I'm like, oh, listen, guys, I got to I, I gotta get back to the, get the car back to the hotel at some point here. I, I mean, I just downed five beers really quick. I'm like, I got to <laughs> quit. I have to quit drinking. I had to get, get rid of the car. I can't drive. I can't drink anymore and, and drive. So, so, uh. We, I think that might have actually been our saving grace. So we took the car back and we went and got some dinner. So how far was it? For, was it from the hotel? Oh, like two miles. So to I mean, every, we okay. never went very far. Okay, to actually okay. Oh, the other, yeah. The other thing I was gonna say, I must, I must drop names real quick. We did. So we went to two places. I, there's two record stores, legitimate record stores in that neighborhood, that Bayview neighborhood. Oh, wow, sounds good. One of them was called Acme Records. We did not get there. The other one was highly recommended me. It was called Rushmore Records. Are you? Oh, I've got it. I bought from them because I've got a sticker from them from Rushmore okay. Records. So I bought from them before. So, and they the thing with the, with Rushmore Records, it's it's definitely like a punk metal type store. Mm. You know, I was telling you later in Milwaukee before we left, I went to Exclusive, which was my favorite place as a kid, but it was almost too much selection. I just didn't even know what to. As opposed to some of these smaller stores, where almost like every third record, I'm like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, you know. Yeah. You don't have to wade through like the Barbara Streisand and stuff. Right, right. And and I don't even mind. Listen, have a great big selection. I realize I only represent a small minority of the buyers. But curate, but, yes, be curated. Well, not even curated, separate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a punk section. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have to go through, um, you know, every hip hop. You know, well, hip hop was ironically hip hop had its own section and metal had its own section, but punk didn't. So. Goddamn bastards! Exactly. So it, it just just make life easier. But that Rushmore, I ended up. I kind of I kind of spent a lot more money than I intended to. Actually, I, uh, they just the the middle two DRI albums, Four of a Kind and Thrash Zone, have just been repressed for the first time in ever. Haven't been available on vinyl for like thirty plus years. Hmm. So even though they were like thirty bucks a piece, I grabbed a couple. Nice. And I grabbed the two of the first three Seven Seconds albums, the two are singles, singles that yeah. I didn't have, which was yep. Blast from the Past and Committed for Life. Those are yep. both on colored vinyl. The DRI ones, too. Real nice, very nice records. I can't wait to play them. Um, I don't know if I, I... I feel like they had a really good selection, well curated. The owner was there. Awesome dude. We were talking about Beer City Records. We were, I mean, he was super knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he was really a punk rocker or not, but he was super knowledgeable about the scene and the, everything. It was So it was actually excellent talking to these guys. 
I thought they were a little price wise a little high, but what's been happening to me lately is if I see something that I don't see and I know I'm not gonna see it, I'm just like, well, you know, well, if for, shit goes out of print, you're, you're out of luck. You just got, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I don't want to go home and go, oh man, I should have bought those DRI albums. Maybe I'll go to my local store and he'll have them for five bucks less. Or maybe he won't be able to get them. You well, just don't know. Well, plus, I mean, you, you know, if it's a real record store, you don't mind supporting them maybe by paying a couple of dollars over the odds. Whereas if it was in fucking, I don't know, Best Buy or some shit or like I don't think Urban Outfitters. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Dude, if like, I go into an Urban Outfitters and they're selling DRI reissues on vinyl, I'm going home and getting my AR-15 and you'll be reading about me in the news. <laughs> Well, I actually did see a. I mean, I actually did see a television album in a in a. Did you really? Yeah, in a Urban Outfitters once. Probably trying to be edgy, right? But it's like you know, do I want to? Am I going to spend thirty dollars there? or Am I going to spend thirty dollars in a real record, record store? That it I'm does come down to that. Store. And I like this place. You know? And like I said, I, clear, I like the guys who work there. So it is. And listen, it you know it ain't. They don't have the Amazon model. They're not selling five billion copies of something. You know, I understand. I and, and so I'm, I'm not even being bitter. I'm just saying I. I, I so anyway, my review of Rushmore Records, thumbs up. Check it out. It's a cool place. And of course they would have a television album at, at Urban Outfitters so those hipsters can put it on their wall. <laughs> and try and impress all their friends about See, how cool they are. I wonder if television is like one of those bands where people who want punk credibility say they're a fan of them but then yeah. they never really listen to them or they never go anything even more. They just like it because they have like seven guitar overdubs. and <laughs> It's basically art rock, right? Yeah. With very, a little bit of a... Very DIY, much so. Uh, art rock with a little bit of a DIY edge. Yeah. That being said... First television album is great. I got no problems with it. No, I like it. Even the second one's not bad. Yeah. The one in the 90s, not that bad either. Wow, we took a swift detour there down television land, Pretty didn't much. we? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so I did do a little bit of record shopping. So yeah, I had I had bought two LPs and two 7-inches before I got to the show. And it was funny because I was kind of talking to Mark or one of the guys. I'm like, well, I hope they don't have any good merch at the show because I already pretty much blew through my Well, so what do you... Okay, budget. well, that's a good question. So what did you do with these? Because you'd already dropped your car off, right? No, no, I'm sorry. I went out of sequence. Oh, this is before. Okay, we gotcha. ate, we yeah, ate yeah, lunch, yeah. and then we had a couple of drinks, and then we went record shopping, gotcha. and then we went to the other bar. So it's, it's kind of spread out over the course yeah, yeah. of the day. All right, all right, makes sense. So then you eventually got an Uber back to, what, X-Ray Arcade or whatever? We did. Okay. We, uh, we took an Uber to the X-Ray Arcade. Like I said, it's like a, it's like a $12 Uber ride. So tell me about X-Ray Arcade again. It's owned by some it's owned punk by, rockers, right? It's owned by, I believe, 11 people. Okay. And one of them is Andy the Eradicator, who we had on. Yep, we did. Who was tending bar. Okay. Which was cool. And then Good who, to see Andy. We talked to him. We talked to him for a bit. And who were some of the other owners? Doesn't the, doesn't the guy from... Uh... The guy from Direct Hit, Nick Woods. Okay, Direct Hit. I okay. think he's... And I don't know if he owns a bigger share, but I think he's kind of the... And I may be wrong on this, but I believe he's the guy that kind of runs things. I think he's kind of the guy in, in charge of things that actually is like the managing partner or whatever. And how was the stupid COVID rules there? Um, so we were a little nervous because we, we were talking to Mark before the show, and he had seen off of their heads there on Wednesday. And as far as I, I thought they were doing, like, they were asking you to mask, but they weren't doing mandatory. But he said it off of their heads on Wednesday. Everybody was masked inside, so it's like, ah, crud. It does... Makes me sweat. It's not my favorite thing. You know, we did it. We did it last night, obviously. But um, we got there, and, and you know, you get so you have to either do your vax card or your or your negative test card. Oh, with X-ray. Yeah, so okay, it was a okay. it was a kind of a bottleneck to get in there. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. But once we got in, it was totally chill. It was like on any other show. There was a few people wearing wearing masks at their own comfort level, you know. But for the most part, it's probably eighty five percent not. Mm -hmm. um, and it was. It wasn't sold out, but it was pretty... I mean, it was a good crowd. I'd say, I'd say at least 300. I think the place holds 400 or something like that. Because for those It's a little bigger than the Beat Kitchen that we went to last night. Okay. So for those people that don't know, I think you know, there might be a lot of you out there. Um, 
Boris the Sprinkler. Um, I mean, big in the '90s and early 2000s, yeah. right? But they don't—they're not really a band anymore. They don't tour. No, they don't so play this was much. these are like their first two live shows in a while, oh, right? At least a few years. Yeah. But I think they quit playing about I don't know, 15 years ago, and then then they just didn't play at all, and now they'll sporadically play. They kind of are trying to figure out ways to play yeah. occasionally. So this was dubbed. There is funny the T-shirts like their big Midwest tour. It had their two dates on it: yeah. Milwaukee, and Milwaukee, yeah. Chicago. So, so this was kind. Of, I mean, if you're a Barca Sprinkle fan, this was kind of a big deal. It was. It know. was, and then that, that's me somehow having never seen them. Um, we uh, yeah, I went. I went to both shows, and and I, their 30th anniversary is next year, and I know they're they're trying to cook something up. So hopefully, maybe we'll end up catching them next year too. But um, it was it was real cool. I don't know how I missed them, and I I was kind of theorizing because, you know, Grand Rapids used to have a lot of good punk shows, but a band like Borsa Sprinkler didn't do extensive touring, so they pretty much stuck to the big. Yeah. Like they got to Chicago, and I think Paul said they played Detroit. Rick thought they played Detroit twice, but um, but they never they never got into Grand Rapids. But now I'm in a totally different stage of my life. Now not nobody comes to Grand Rapids anymore, hardly of that kind of band. Right. And I got a little more money. I could travel, and so I just I. Go all over to see the bands I want to right. see. Yeah. So, which is fair enough. Yeah. And well, plus I love that extra arcade. The owners are great. It's a great. It's a great bar. I know you're not big into like the road trip thing, but Scott and I love taking road trips. It's five hour drive. No, that would have been fine actually. That one would yeah, have been fine. Yeah, but fine for you. It's only like an yeah. hour and a half. I mean, if the shit hadn't blown up for me on yeah. Friday, I actually would have done it because it was a beautiful day on Friday and that an hour it drive, was. an hour drive up there. It's probably going to take as long as to get to McHenry. I was just looking at it on the map, and it did take. Take uh, to get to Milwaukee. Well, so. we're coming to McHenry straight from home, so I think we can do it in about four hours, but we'll see. So I, I just looked on the map. I know we're all over the place again, but McHenry looks like it's almost straight west of Waukegan, so it's pretty far north, and it's mm. also pretty far west. Mm. So it's kind of in the middle of Bumblefuck, so it's mm. weird that it has such a cool, well, I it sounds like a great record store in the middle of nowhere. That's well, kind of interesting, right? Huh. So. Anyway. Well, we'll see if we can draw a crowd in the middle of nowhere, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we, we got over the show a little late. We actually missed the very first band, which were called the Malones. I'm the Mahones. Sure. No, Malones. Oh, Mal- Mahones are like an Irish. Which, that's what I thought this no, was. No, had a, I thought they're pretty Irish big. Band, though, they're pretty big. That. Mahones are pretty big. Oh, they are. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know I mean, they are, but I thought level. that's who it was. They're a club headline level band. Oh, okay. But no, it was the the Malones, a local Milwaukee band. We totally missed them. When we were waiting in line, that's the thing. It was really quick at the Beat Kitchen, but at at X-Ray, getting in was definitely a bottleneck with people showing their papers and stuff. (laughs) Show us your papers. Exactly, show us your papers. And and you had to kind of go up the stairs, and it was kind of, there was a lot of grumbling on people. Like, oh, we already have tickets. Like, we do too. Get in the freaking back of the line. But anyway, so we heard them playing. We were getting in, and they were playing a cover of She by Green Day from the Dookie album. Which I don't know about that. No, I don't know about that either. But I guess they're pretty supposed to be pretty decent. So anyway, we missed them. I guess generationally, I guess if they're younger, yeah, I guess that, that might have been their how that, they got into punk, that's right? The, that's their white riot. I get, yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. That's as weird as that sounds. I guess you might be right. So the thing with the X-ray too, they have an outside area, like a outside area, really as big as the inside area, fenced in where you can go chill out, smoke a cigarette or whatever. So we met uh, we met Paul pretty quick after we got there, which was pretty cool. Talked to him quite a bit. Um, oh, Paul! This is that Paul, I'm sorry, Paul, Paul number one from Borsa Sprinkler, who we, yeah, we've, become very, we've become very friendly with. Yeah, who was on our show? Yes, obviously, yes. One of the early, I don't yeah, know what episodes. That's Neil's department keeping track of episodes. But yeah, he, uh, we, we, like I said, we become friends with him, and that was that was real cool. And, we were, and uh, then we watched the second band, which was. Oh man! You want me to try and pull it up? No, I got it. I got it here, Neil. Don't, I have it. I just uh, okay. They were called. They were called Indonesian Junk. 
Oh, okay. That was the... And they were um, kind of a glam a glam uh, band kind of thing. They were actually really good. I, I dug them. I guess it's the main guy from Chinese Telephones who I've heard of, but don't Oh, really... Chinese Telephones. I, I got something by them. Yeah, I Chinese don't Telephones really know good. them, but, they, but no, they, they were really cool. They were a little disturbing with these older men sort of glammed up, I must say. <laughs> it was sort of masturbation nightmare fuel, but it was... Uh, they, they were good. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed watching them. I probably should have bought some of their records, but I was already, like I said, kind of licking my wounds on my on my merch buying. So, uh, and then the last band was kind of an odd fit, honestly. But I know they all these bands are friends of the Boris Sprinkler guys. There's a, a personal connection. They so the next the last second last band was called Holy Shit, and they were uh, like a spastic hardcore band. They reminded me of a little bit of Spaz. If anybody if anybody remembers Spaz, yeah, yeah. I know uh, I was driving you around one time in my car, Neil, and I had a Spaz CD in there, and you're like, what, what is this? This is terrible. I can't stand this. So it probably wouldn't have been. It was almost so chaotic that you, it felt like it was falling apart at any given time. You couldn't even tell if they were playing the same song. Right, right, right. But I enjoy that kind of music at some level sometimes. I mean, I don't mind that stuff. And they had a 10-inch, and I was, I was really thinking about buying it. So, you know, I love a good 10-inch, Neil. Except, no. yeah, we got to... But I was just like, you know, I'm trying to, like, buy records that, like, I can play all the time. So, like, I'm just... So your a, wife wouldn't take it well, out and smash a, it. So I'm imagining a scenario, yeah. like, you know, I like to cook sometimes. One or two days a week, sometimes I cook. And I'm just like, okay, I get my pot out, my pan out. I'm going to make some... make. I'm going to make some jambalaya or something. And I go put on that holy shit record. And my wife comes in and says, no, thank you. Yeah, so, she, says, she says, holy shit, turn exactly. the fucking shit so, off. So yeah. I did not buy that. But meanwhile, later I bought like a ministry album that I know she despised. And I, <laughs> but anyway. Mm. Anyway. That's good. Keep and, your and, wife and, happy. And an, over, an overkill album that I know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, so the one thing I will say too, watching them for, and then Boris came on, of course, playing two nights in a row. Um, actually, let's play, let's play, let's play the next Boris song. All right, um, and then when, then you and I will catch up when we get together. Okay, so uh, Tom, is, is that the way it is? Oh, yeah, the way it the is. Way, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to do a clever, clever segue. All right, this is Boris Sprinkler with the way it is. <laughs> Every time that I see that 
everybody. The way it is. The way it was. Yes, yes, yes. I believe yes. that one was written by... I think that's a Paul. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> tonight, tonight, tonight. Um, All their songs... Uh, yeah, I say they have a lot of songs that are reminiscent of that great Spinal Tap song, right? Tonight, we're going to rock you tonight. Yeah. Oh, great song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that was... I think the way it is... I think that's, uh, I think that's a Paul song. It's the way it is, baby. Exactly. So... Uh, so yeah, they, so one thing I will say, so it's always interesting when you watch a band play more than two nights in a row, which I love doing. As much as I had fun at punk rock bowling, there's something great about going to a couple cities fairly close together, watching a band play two or three nights in a row mm-hmm. to see because you you know as soon as you start watching Norb's banter between songs is sort of the legendary Boris and Sprinkler thing. Now, okay, so oh, that's interesting. So was his banter completely different? The two it nights? was almost completely different. There might have been a little bit of overlapping as far as like song introductions, but I wondered that too because I'm like, okay, this is the this is the real test, right? Is he bringing out the same? Is he trying yeah, out the same tired patter? Yeah, but in Milwaukee. He was he's like the like before they started playing he ranted and raved about like Cudahy why it's pronounced the way it's pronounced because it's it's like I think the natives call it Cudahy or something but it's H Y so he had this sign that said H Y on it and every time we hug it up every time we put it up the crowd went hey you know it was it was it was, it was pretty they used it they used it during songs it was pretty funny that's my phone I guess. okay um well that that's good actually because I was about to say so no it was not canned it wasn't like it wasn't like certain aging punk rock bands that just have the same. Mike Ness, you're talking about. I was thinking more. <laughs> I was thinking more Mike Palm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay. Well, yeah, because as much as I love Social D and Mike Ness, obviously, I do get tired of that fucking. Yeah, as, as much as as we we owe that to you old guys out there. Let's vote for the young generation. So that so that all that tired shit. Now, I knew going back to the early '80s. Here's when I knew that you two were gonna be were gonna fucking suck. Is because I actually saw them on the October tour, so that would have been 1981, my first year in college, October 81. I saw them one night in Manchester, the next night in Liverpool. I loved them in Manchester, they played the Polytechnic, because they weren't that big back then. And the next night they played in Liverpool. And Bono did exactly the same stage pattern both nights. It was so, I almost walked out, it was just fucking... Because you think you're getting something special. Dude, what are you doing to your phone? You're I'm, turning the, I'm actually turning the volume down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how I knew. So that's important, I think. Because, yeah. I mean, you do want that genuine interaction with the crowd. Otherwise, it's like, what's, what's the fucking point? If you can't play off the crowd, what's the point, right? So, anyway. Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely original monologues each night. Like I said, other than maybe a couple little overlaps of introducing the songs. But it was the other thing I was going to say, we watch a band play multiple nights. Sometimes they play the exact same set. And never vary it. Right. Or sometimes they'll vary a song or two. And it's especially hard for a band like Boris or my buddy Sloppy Seconds who they they're not they're not really an active band anymore. They get together, they practice So they practice, practice for a day or two. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then they can kinda of mix it up a little bit, but yeah. it's not like they dig it into their whole catalog, you know, right. they just can't do it. But the sets were quite a bit different. Um, the Milwaukee set was quite a bit longer and more kind of improvised feeling. The Chicago set they only had an hour, so it was like a nice tight they did about an hour ten minutes, which is like Four or five extra songs in the yeah, you know, sure. the, the, that yeah, length, yeah, yeah. You know? So, uh, so it was nice to see each night was each night was a different experience. Both nights were fun, but each night was a different experience, which was cool. Not uh, that not that it would have been terrible seeing the exact same thing night after night, but it's it's nice. You know, if you go to two shows, it's nice to get a different show each night. And for those people that don't know anything about Boris the Sprinkler, um, the singer, the Rev Norb, he dresses up in 
outlandish outfits and has an outlandish stage presence and funny patter and stuff like that between songs. And so the outfits he was wearing were completely different both nights, which was kind of cool, right? Well, they, they were both. They, the they did have one thing in common, you know. But yeah, I'd say let's not let's not jump that. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's not, not jump, jump there. That, let's not jump let's, that far yes. ahead. So yeah, so we got done. So yeah, we woke up in Milwaukee. We tried. I did try to go to one record store, and we went to. This restaurant that came highly recommended was called Cops K O P P S or something like that, mm. and it was the it was the literally the it was, it was good it was fine hamburger but my hands were it was like I I never had such a messy burger it was anyway mm. and then we did because I did want to try to hit uh, that Greenfield um, exclusive that was my record store when I was a kid it was the exclusive company there was one in West Bend there's one in Green Bay there's one it's just a small Wisconsin chain. So I wanted to hit that one, but it was so that was the one that was so big. I just, I actually didn't even buy anything. I just wandered around in there, and I don't have my my new phone is like struggling with updates, so I don't have my little list that I had my old phone mm-hmm. of uh, stuff to look for. So I'm like, oh, I'm looking for this, and I was like jumping around for the alphabet, you know, instead of like methodically. That's really di- that's really difficult too. That's really frustrating because yeah. you know you're forgetting something Pretty much. that you really want to look for, and then, well, and they know. had a couple of things. And once again, you know, I have such a great record store at home, and I have a certain amount of loyalty to it. So when I find something like, well, I can get that for the same price or, or at, at my own local record store, I tend to, it's like, a, when I really get myself in trouble is when I find something I haven't seen on vinyl or haven't seen for a long time or know is getting hard to find. I'm like, oh, I better buy this. Or yeah, better. yeah, yeah. You don't want the regret of not buying something. So yeah, we headed down and we came to your place. Yeah. So This, this was, is where Neil enters the story. This was Saturday, Saturday afternoon about... Two o'clock, two o'clock, two thirty, something like that. Yeah, you guys, you guys showed up outside, and uh, yeah, <laughs> now all the hotels around here were full for some reason. Yeah, right. So you couldn't get in, so you had to drive out to the wilds well, of Morton Grove. But it right? like, was about five miles in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe longer three than mi- that. Three miles in fifteen minutes. Because literally. Every road is under fucking construction. Like, yeah. you, you can't get north, south, east, west. Every road is under construction. It's Making left turns has nightmare. become a real problem. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. So, um, so we went and stashed my car eventually at the... You stayed at lovely best... Was it, no, it wasn't Super the best. 8. It was Super, Super 8. 8. Super 8. And it was super, wasn't it? it you know, it, I've stayed at worse hotels. Yeah, yeah. But it was not particularly cheap. I, once again, I know everything's getting more expensive. And I know I'm half Dutch. I'm a Hollander, man. I'm a cheap bastard. But <laughs> you heard it here, folks. But this, this, uh, the, you know, the hotels are crazy. It's to find a hotel in Chicago for less than three hundred dollars is, right. and even that, I'm not getting a ride from Neil for seeing Chicago. It's a pain in the neck. It's all dry, you know. So yeah, the hotels are expensive, man. I mean, I mean, okay. I stopped so- at Dunkin' Donuts. I got a large. Regular coffee and a donut. It was five dollars and fifty cents. Neil, what's going on in the world? So that's our super- California listeners are like, dude, that's super cheap. <laughs> so that's super eight that you stayed at. Yeah, I would have literally guessed that should have been less than a hundred bucks, right? Fifty nine, sixty nine dollars no, a night. There's no fifty nine. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Exist. I'm just looking at it. I mean, that was that looked like yeah. a, that looked like a flop house that you could stay for fifty nine. You know, just for one what night. Used I mean, you wouldn't want the, to stay there longer. What used right? to be the fifty nine dollar room now? You're lucky if you can get for a hundred. Yeah, and that was one hundred and fifty last night, right? Yeah. Jesus. Neil loved. Neil loved the. They had an in-ground pool. Neil loved this, and they uh, filled it with dirt and grew grass in there. So they literally <laughs> yeah. just like yes. had like a little yeah. grass patio that used to yeah. be the in-ground pool. So you can see the coping around the outside. Do you think they've the updated their? Do you feel like they've updated their website to let people know that the pool's not <laughs> open? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, it probably still says still says in-ground pool or something. Yeah, yeah. You can lie on it. So then, what did we do, Neil? We went down to. Uh, so uh, yeah, so our good friend Jason from oh, uh, Jason, that's right. yeah from Illum- Illuminated Brewworks Brewery, um, they now have they moved locations. 
So they're now uh, north, north, north side of the city, and uh, they have a tap room now. So we drove over to IBW, and uh, they were having their Oktoberfest celebration. Yep. So we drove over there, and we had a couple of beers with Jason, and they were having karaoke, and they had free food and stuff like that. So they're, that was kind of fun. So it's Illuminated Brew Works. Yep. Which, remember that name, because not only because it's good, and if you're in the north side of Chicago, you should definitely check them out, but also because they are our one and only sponsor we've ever had to this point. So <laughs> yes, yes. Reach out for sponsorship opportunities, yeah. people. And, and we're, you know, we're shockingly, shockingly cheap. And there's a good, and there's a good chance at some point that a we might be doing a live podcast from yes. their from their uh, brew space, uh, from the tap room, and b that seems like a really realistic possibility. Yeah. We could work that out time wise. And b there's talk that we might even have a co-sponsor a beer. There might be a Neil, there might be a there might be a know, guy beer. I don't know Neil. I Jason s- didn't look that happy last night. I was going to say when, when you that. mentioned it again, he, uh, he he you seem like you're more into it than he is. But we'll see. The last time I mentioned it to me was all about it. I'm like, you know, I'll split half the cost with you and stuff like that. And then he was like, fine, great, we'll do it, whatever. And uh, yeah, last night he didn't look too thrilled by that. I, I'm telling you, it needs to be. <laughs> well, and it was busy last. It was it busy was last busy, night. Yeah, but he said was. Friday wasn't particularly busy. But I was saying, well, once again, I'm bitching about how expensive everything is. You know, they had great free food. We had a bunch of free food over there and stuff. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think it needs to be called Drunk Till I Die. But Neil thinks it should just be Punk Till I Die. Give us your opinion. Let us know. Yeah. We didn't, you know, we had such a screwy intro today. We didn't even give our stuff, right? Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. By the way, I texted you before you didn't see it. We've just gone over 300 members on our Facebook group. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's a big one. Kick it out, buddy. Well, and Kick we have out. a lot more than that that actually like oh, yeah. like the podcast. Yeah, we've been close to 1,000. But I, I, I like how many people are active in that group, so keep posting your garbage. You yeah. may or may not be you know made fun of by the rest of the group, but that's okay. Neil and I get made fun of by the rest of the group. Yeah, post And it. we're your freaking overlords, you... <laughs> Anyway, no, we it, it was it was fun. Another, you know, it's fun in Milwaukee running into people and over the overlords. Yeah, a couple of people who kind of, you know, it's it, it's fun. Almost everywhere we go, we run into somebody who either knows the show or knows something or has some kind of a connection to us. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we stayed there for like an hour, right? Yep. Drink, um, uh, they have a very good Oktoberfest that we. I I enjoyed the. Uh, they had an Oktoberfest beer and they had a, a like a lighter lager because I didn't want to get anything too heavy. The lager was fine, but that Oktoberfest was tasty. I know Scott agreed too. I don't remember. Do you like that Oktoberfest or was that? The really Oktoberfest the Oktoberfest was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And that's not normally on there, obviously. The last time yeah. I was there they didn't have that. So my that wife was, freaking uh, loves Oktoberfest. It's not necessarily my thing. Yeah, she loves those beers. She does. That's she interesting. Does. She I know she's more listen, of a wine. She's, she's, she's a basic white girl, dude. She loves all that uh, pumpkin pumpkin stuff. <laughs> but I mean I knew she's more of a wine kind of person than yeah, like, yeah, she's a beer not person, kind of right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so after that, what did we do? We went to D-Man, our favorite, yeah. our favorite bar in the city, our favorite dive in the city. Oh, you know what? Forget that. I'm actually, actually, I'm actually going to play yeah, a song. Yeah, you want to play a song. And, so I'm, we're, and, we're I'm really... gonna, and I'm actually going to change it up. I'm actually going to change it up. I'm going to okay. drop one of the songs I was going to play. Because okay. in, uh, in honor of, um, Jason and Illuminated Brew Works and their Oktoberfest, yep. I'm going to play the, uh, Tenpole Tudor song, Wonder Bar. There you go. So this is a good drinking song, so here you go. Right? I don't know this one. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, Wonderbar by uh, Temple Tudor.
So uh, wonderbar, wonderbar by uh, Temple Two. I know we played, we played Wonder Beer before, right? We have actually, yes, by Naked Dragon. Yeah. yeah, but this is wonderbar. What's the name of the band? Okay, so story about Ten Temple Tudor. So he was a, actually. Oh, it's a guy. Yeah. So he was in. Did you ever see the Sex Pistols movie, The Great Rock and Roll Swindle? I mean, yes, but it's been. It's terrible. Yeah, it's been but, a long, long time. But Temple Tudor came to be came to prominence because at the at, at the end of the movie, after Johnny Rotten has left, they're ho- holding auditions for a new singer. Ugh. And that should go well. And Temple Tudor or Eddie Tudorpole or whatever, as he's known, um, he first makes an appearance there, and then after that, he actually had a band. And he had a couple of hits. One was called Swords of a Thousand Men, which I absolutely love. I don't know if you know that song. I, I believe... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know why I know it? Uh, Real Mackenzie's covered it. I do know oh, that song. Is that a traditional Scottish song or something? No, like? that's a Temple oh, okay. to the original. But I do know that song, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he had a band. And like I said, he had a couple of minor hits. and Wonder So Bar, he was trying not is... to be the singer for the Pistols. Yes, at least that's according to the Great Rock and Roll Swindle. Okay. I don't know if that was true or not. But okay. uh, but anyway, yeah, so later on he had a band. He had a couple of uh, fairly good albums and a couple of minor hits. And uh, Wunderbar is a good drinking song. So there you go. So that was that was what that was about. It, wouldn't that have been amazing if... Cause, so the Sex Pistols at that point, at the point of that movie, were just Steve Jones and uh, the drummer. What's the drummer's name? Paul Cook, right? Paul Cook, yeah. Sid was gone. Yeah. Johnny was gone. Can you imagine if they'd replaced, like, just like... I'm trying to think if they could. It'll be like Van Halen, right? Like they got they got Sammy Hagar, who's a pretty established guy. Like who would have been a pretty established? I was like Joe Strummer, but that's too big, right? You wouldn't want anybody that big. But if they got like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, the singer from the from the Vibrators or somebody. Yeah, like, like that. Yeah. Just kept it just kept going. Yeah. That'd be bizarre. And like, yeah. like what's your favorite of the of the 19 Sex Pistols albums? Which one is your, <laughs> which one is your favorite? You know? Yeah, yeah. Be like the Ramones. Yeah. Huh. Well, they did, and then they went and did the Professionals. So, you know, yeah. for, for one album. Yeah. Which actually wasn't that good as far as I'm concerned, but there you go. Uh, so anyway, take going back to our story. So after Jason's, we left Jason's, and then we went down. So that's, town. like I said, that's Illuminated Brew Works. Is that the name, yep. of, the, is that the name of the tap room, too? That's the, uh, that's the Illuminated Brew Works tap room, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that has an official name. Anyway, check it out. It's very Spartan. It's very cool. Very yeah. cool place. Yeah, Jason has some of his old skateboard decks on the walls and stuff like that. Very, they play uh, good music. They had good, uh, like, scary Halloween Halloween movies playing, you yep. know, and stuff like that. It's, it's really good. They really make an effort. It's, yep. uh, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's really nice. Um, so from there, we drove down into the city and on Belmont, one of our favorite places uh, that we... I discovered a while ago, right? The last time we were here a year ago, you went there. Was that the first time you'd been there too? When the demon, no, I'd been there one time before okay. that. Yeah, um, it's called the Demon Tap, and it's on Belmont, and it's right across from the uh, stupid Kuma's Corner. So fuck that place. Yeah. And uh, but we love the Demon. Oh yeah, so, sue us. Now I guess we're guess we're gonna rule Kuma's Corner out as a sponsor. Way to go, Neil. <laughs> do you really want them as a sponsor? You have to. Be, you have to wear I mean, a mask if you want. I do them. enjoy their eighteen dollars hamburgers, but yeah. yes. Yeah. At least that one, anyway. That one had a yeah. real attitude to it. Right? We'll go to that, that one. one we'll go that one out in the out in the suburbs by yeah. where you work, where they're known for yeah. sexual harassment. And yeah, <laughs> we've actually got a new bar right there. That's actually we prefer to go oh, to yeah. now. Nice. So anyway, um, yeah. So we went to D Man and then had some drinks there. And the beauty of D Man is. Um, it's owned by the same people that own Bucket of Blood Records, which is, is just it around the corner. I believe so. Okay. I believe so. And so, if you get stuff at D Man, they give you a ten. They give you with your receipt. Fifteen percent. 
fifteen percent off. Yeah, it was. At I looked at the receipt. It was a good deal. Which if we bought like hundreds of dollars worth. Well, but the fact of the matter is, I bought good. that. I bought that ministry record. It was thirty dollars, and I was thinking I was getting ten percent off, which makes it pretty good. Twenty-seven bucks is a real fair price for that album. It's a good yeah. price for that album, but it was actually even a little less than that. It yeah. was twenty-six fifty or whatever. So and the, and the good thing is, yeah, you could do the, you could do this 50. whole cycle with the receipt then from a bucket of blood. You get money off at D Man. So we, it should could just, be this we should just do that sometime. We should, just go over, we should just go over there at lunchtime, <laughs> have a beer, take our receipt, buy one record, come back, drink one more beer, yeah. or maybe two beers, go over and have a record. We just just Uber down there and Uber back. Just spend the entire day because it's both those places are great. And I Uber the food it's is like a two minute walk. No, no, I'm talking about back home though. Oh, oh, oh! I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, you know, you, you wouldn't necessarily want your car down there if you're doing that. They have, and they have, they have Indian food. Uh, they have like a. a I know cup. they got curry and stuff. They do. They do. It's very good. They have a lot of vegan stuff, but the, the food there is excellent. The one, the I, one thing I've had there before, I've really enjoyed. I would would not be opposed to eating there, though we never have. I would definitely check it out. But anyway, yeah, and same thing with Bucket of Blood. Bucket of Blood is basically half a record store, half a bookstore. Right. And Independently owned, obviously, just by this one guy, and I don't know if it's his wife or whatever. But so, and I, I heard him talking. They're gonna have some kind of art gallery, some upstairs, which I'm oh, sure will be great too mm-hmm. for some people. Um, so, <laughs> but they they have a the books are the thing. Here's the thing with this place: it's not huge, but it's not small. It's bigger than a lot of the record stores we go to, but it's super well curated. So there's a little bit of general interest rock and roll type stuff, but they have a big punk section or. Respectable punk section, respectable metal section, and the books are mostly like sci-fi and stuff, right? It seems to be. Yeah, Scott was loving that. Yeah, right? yeah. So my buddy Scott loves all those sci-fi books. So he was. Uh, so this like this is definitely his favorite record store because he can stay entertained while we're digging through the records. Right. Yeah, nice selection of forty fives. It's just overall real solid store. Any record store now is hit and miss. I talked to my guy who owns the record store. He's like, I can't get. You'd be shocked what they can't get. What used to be staples, you know, you can't get a copy of Milo Goes to College to sell. You can't, you know, it's Why? never. It's Why never, is that? It's never really been out of press. I don't know if it's just the plants or huh. the wholesale. Wholesale got kind of shook up a few years ago. Some places went out of business, and I, I don't know. It's, it's just it's an interesting time. So, like I said, that's that's my attitude lately. If I see something and, and I'm, I'm think I'm not going to see the end, I'm going to grab it. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so so yeah, there I bought. Ministry of the Mind is a Terrible Thing to Taste, which is only available in the Euro import. So they had it for $30, which is, I know is a lot for record, but it's, it's 180 grand press, and that's, that's actually, that's the going rate, $30 plus. You see those Social D music on vinyl albums? Yeah, 30, some places yeah. are selling for like 38 bucks. <laughs> it's a funny thing. I mean, you can get them cheaper than that if you shop around, but some of them are like 36 38 bucks. Like, I, I didn't have my glasses on. And uh, I was after one of those those reissues. Yeah, it was because the, the one was, I have sounds like shit. It was the white, was like, it was the white light white heat white yeah, trash one. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, look at that! It's only twenty five bucks. And Tom's like, no, that's no. Not, I think you said, not. I think you said it's only like sixteen bucks or eighteen yeah, bucks. Yeah, like, dude, that's thirty six bucks, man. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking at him, bring it up to the counter, and I'd be like, what? So yeah, I bought that, and that's like I said, one hundred eighty gram. And I bought, and and I, once again, this probably won't be too hard to get for at least a few months, but. Until they sell out of them, but I got the first Overkill album, which was like it was pretty cool. Actually, it was like green with black splatter on it. The only Overkill I know is the Motorhead album Overkill. Right? Well, that's where they were, they were inspired by that band. Yeah, they, they toured with them and stuff. But they're I don't know that you'd love them. I, I really love oh, the them. English. No, they're from New Jersey. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But the singer has a super screechy voice. <laughs> I like my nation. But no, oh, they're boy. cool. Overkill. Dio. No, not quite like that. Dio. Had more of a... I mean, Dio could sing any style. You know, like in the 50s, he was like in a doo-wop band. Was he? Dio was a, a talented little midget. <laughs> he, was a, he was a real talented That's guy. the name of our new band, the talented, talented little midgets. Talented little midgets. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So yeah, what, and you grabbed something too. What'd you grab over there? Um, so I would, you know, because I was there just a couple weeks ago with Lydia, and yeah, uh, I remember you saying you bought a couple things. Like yeah, that. I did. So it was like there wasn't really anything I was looking for. But then, so I've been going down this Chicago rabbit hole recently of like, okay, you start with Pegboy and Naked Raygun, and then you start looking back at the things that was all and the you know, earlier bands that those guys were in. So, like, for instance, Larry from Pegboy was in uh, the Bhopal Stiffs. It's yeah. almost impossible to find anything by them. I've heard the name, but I don't know Yeah. Um, and then I think the drummer, I think, from Pegboy was in a band called Bloodsport. So I got a, I got a Bloodsport um, EP, the one, the, one, the one EP they had. And then uh, Pierre, who was obviously in, uh, in Naked Raygun, um, his first band was a band called Strike Under. And they they had a twelve inch on Wax Track. I think it was Wax Track's very first release, actually. Really. From like nineteen eighty one, and um, anyway, in the industrial section, for some reason, they had this Strike Under twelve inch. Do you think they just EP. put anything Wax Tracks? In? I think they thought because it was said Wax Tracks on it, it was industrial. So that's well, why it was an industrial we must, section. We must say you and I were both laughing when they had a Slits album in the hardcore section. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's hard. And it was like return or, uh, the one with the giant slits or whatever. Yeah. It was. I mean, it's it not, wasn't even the good one. Really, right? it's like world music. I don't yeah. even know what kind of music. Yeah. It's not. There's. It's not punk. It's not hardcore. It's, it's not for me. It's hardcore shite. Is exactly. What it is. Well, then, then we made the joke. Uh, for I want. I want to rag on one of our friendly labels bands. So, but yeah, we, we Neil and I decided that they were going to have a shite section. He and I would curate it. We tell them <laughs> which records they should put in. There. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, so anyway. So yes, yeah, so I bought that strike under twelve inch. Um, it's obviously a reissue. It's not the original. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I, I bought that. I mean, why don't they why don't they get that naked rig on finally on vinyl? And wait I, on I don't know, dude. I don't know. It was supposed to originally be, I think, mid September. Have you listened to it digitally or no? Oh yeah, it's is fantastic. it available? Like, is it on Spotify? Oh yeah. Can I listen to? It? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been out, it's say, been out for months. Yeah. It's October now. It's time when young men's hearts turn to making a list of their favorite things yep. of the year. Yeah. So. It's a great. It's a great album. Um, I gotta, I and so I can't wait for the vinyl to, to eventually show up. Your but, $35 for yeah, vinyl or whatever. Gray marble or whatever. So, yeah, that. So I've got that I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the new Teenage Bottle Rocket. I'm waiting for the Shivies. Uh, so there's some I've I've ordered them so long ago that I forgot. Once I they show up, them. it's going to be a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it'll be like well, Christmas. It's a crazy thing now. I, I don't know that I love this new model of putting the CD and the digital out three months before the, yeah, before I agree. the vinyl. Because, yeah, Teenage Bottle Rocket was a big one on that. You know, I've been trying to find the New Descendants album, Ninth and Walnut, it's called. It's like that weird album where they, like, half was old, half was new, or, whatever, or old songs newly recorded with the old lineup. Um, but it's out of print till, the vinyl's not back till December. And that's the Descendants. I mean, that's a band that has some, I mean, how are these little labels going to compete with right. Epitaph? Right. I don't, I don't know. It's, I don't know. We'll see. It does seem weird. Yeah. So anyway, so we bought that stuff, and then we... Wandered our what asses we, back over to yeah. We uh, went back to the bar. Went back to D-Man, yeah, and had uh, had another had another drink or two over at yep. D-Man, didn't we? Because they were friendly over there. And yeah, no, that's a great place. Our booth was still available, and it's a it's a very eclectic crowd in there. It's a small bar. It almost looks like a well. There's more room in the back, right? There is, yeah. And they have they have video games and stuff in the okay. back for free. You can play pinball and shit like that. I mean, that. I've been there three times or something. I think I've sat in that same booth every time. Yeah. So that's yeah. our booth. That's a Neil McDougal Memorial booth. It's got a plaque of his, like you know. Well, there's a punctual I die sticker in it. So there you that's go. How, that's well, a lot of booths do now. I really, yeah. <laughs> I really failed on that, man. I had so many opportunities in Milwaukee. I, I screwed up. I'm almost out of stickers. I'm gonna have to order some more. I've I got, got a bunch. Got so eight left. I'm gonna see you in three weeks. I still have a bunch because I suck at stickering. So, yeah, um, I'll bring. 
15 days. I'll bring no, them, like, 19 days. I'll bring them just the same as all the other stuff I... Yeah, you said I, you were going to bring. I told Neil the story. You know, usually I was going away for the weekend. We were leaving on Friday morning. Usually on Thursday night I'd pack and get all my crap together. But my wife called me after work. And what she, did she call you? <laughs> a number of things. But she doesn't work on Friday. So she's like, hey, we're having Thirsty Thursday if you want to come over. So I went over and met my wife after work and started drinking whiskey, Cokes, and I... But I got home, I was not good for anything. So I did not get anything ready. So then all of a sudden I'm waking up not feeling that great on Friday morning and having to get all this stuff packed. So I forgot to bring, A, my laptop for dealing with the diagnose. I believe oh, the, right. I believe yeah, the yeah, diagnosis yeah. is throw it in the garbage. Shoot and, it in the uh, face. Yeah, exactly. And I forgot my sticker. So, anyway. yeah. All right. Why don't you play another song, you know? Okay. Um, I might, I might uh, change this up again if I can find it. Wait, look it. at you. Free I am changing it up because we were just talking about that um, Bloodsport record. And uh, I am going to play a song by Bloodsport. I am going to play, uh, the song is called Hangman's Dance. And it's from the EP from, I believe, from 1983 called I Am The Game. So yeah, this is uh, Bloodsport with Hangman's Dance. There by Bloodsport, Chicago's Bloodsport. So they were one of those bands that would always be like opening up for like mm. the, for like the bigger bands and stuff that came through town. There was like them, there was Bloodsport, there was Life Sentence. 
there was out of order there was a there was a yeah, number I know, of I know a lot of people love that life sentence yeah album. yeah um so yeah so i've been going down that kind of rabbit hole recently just trying to find things I, by I, these, i've done by the these same thing i've done the same thing with the detroit bands yeah because there's always the big bands but then there's always the bands you see like supporting the bill that never you know what you know what the difference is a lot of times the bands that never toured like they were big around chicago they played with all the cool bands when they came to town but they never really got out of town much right um it's funny i was looking at the cover of that Bloodsport album and it's got the Rock'em Sock'em Robots on the front. Indeed it does. Fighting. Yes. So the second Sloppy Seconds full length, Knock Your Block Off, mm-hmm. has the same, same thing. thing. Right? So I actually picked that record up off your little stand where you display your whatever record you're listening to for yourself, I guess. Yes. I'll take pictures of it for John, <laughs> there basically. You go, there you know. you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, the... Um, I looked at what year it was to see what was first. That Bloodsport does, in fact, I think it was 85, but don't quote me on that. Oh, okay. But that definitely predates the Sloppy Album, which I think was 92 or something like that. Yeah. So, anyway, great imagery. Love it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good record, actually. It's, it's very solid. I mean, it's like six songs, or it's a 12-inch? Uh, it's got seven songs, three okay. songs on the first side, four songs on okay. the second side, 12-inch, yeah. Bloodsport, huh? Yeah, Bloodsport. Yeah, I bet you that ain't on Spotify. Um, no, I would bet that it probably isn't. Somebody it was, maybe, somebody it was hard maybe, to find. Somebody maybe ripped a vinyl copy on YouTube or something. Sometimes you can find that stuff. Yeah, I think, it, uh, yeah, well, yeah, because we just played it, so. Or maybe Bandcamp yeah. or something, but it's, yeah. It's there. So yeah, Bloodsport, good good old Chicago band. Uh, yeah, so. Speaking of good old Chicago bands, so then what did we do? We went over to the... Went over to the Beat Kitchen, which I've yeah, never so been to. The Beat Kitchen is, actually, it's funny from where we were at D-Man Tap. It's actually Beat Kitchen's only, like, less than a mile Right down Belmont, just just a bit further east. Was so it only a mile? It, it was. Are you sure? It seemed like we drove off for zero point nine miles when I did the map quest. Hmm. Um, map quest. I aged myself there, didn't I? It wasn't map quest anymore. <laughs> Fuck. After uh, you got done downloading your songs on LimeWire, you uh, went <laughs> yeah, on MapQuest yeah, and printed, map out quest. The, printed out the directions. Dude, do you remember that? That was like earth changing though you're back laugh- in the day. You're laughing about that, but I saw my sister got married last weekend, or yeah, last weekend. And my grandparents pull in. Now, my grandparents are quite old, obviously. My, I see my grandpa's got handwritten... All instructions? Handwritten how directions yeah. how to get there. Yeah. So, well, so the, there was life before MapQuest, right? Dude, it's it's so funny, though, that uh, it's the shit that we take for granted. And our kids, they won't know anything else. Yeah. They will think it's always this way. Well, but the idea for us, when we, were, when we were small, or even when we were in high school or whatever, the idea that at some point you would have a device in your car that would point at a satellite turn left <laughs> stupid a, that was the kind of stuff that was only in the fucking military yeah that always in spy movies but the, and yet now it's like but once again night. i'm gonna sound like the, the grouchy old man here but the fact of it is we had to kind of learn where we were going my kids don't know where they're going they don't have phone numbers i mean they, they don't know, know where they're oh, going yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they know i mean they know okay like my daughter worked 17 miles from home or whatever she knows how to get to work but if one of the roads is closed or something she's gonna have the gps because she doesn't know directions or and, and once again it's just me being crusty but and not that i'm the best at that either but you know i can figure it out no, especially around home i know my no world. dude no it is important because if the grid goes down for any reason yeah no one's going to be able to get anywhere it's chinese pulse bombs <laughs> people will be breaking out old school maps and not knowing how to use them yeah, exactly <laughs> just trying to remember trying to fold up a map north is a bitch that was <laughs> yeah, yeah. good god well on your parents car like i i mean you know maybe it was a different angle but you know my parents car would just have like every neighboring state all the way to like iowa all like Stuck in the doors. Oh, all the all the dro- oh yeah, all the, oh, the state also, the state maps. And if it was somewhere specific, you may, might have a county map like that broke yeah, it down yeah. even broke it down yeah. even further. In England, it's crazy because you know at least in Chicago, all the roads are straight. 
right? So it's kind of easy oh, to I figure out where you are. I don't know. We had that stupid cockeyed road yesterday. Well, we well, the one we saw, Elston, yeah, yesterday. was. You know, some of the old-fashioned roads are not straight, but most on, on the grid system, right? But in England, like, there'll just be, like, little alleyways and avenues that just end and stop, uh, you know, I mean, begin and stop, and nothing makes any sense. So, yeah, my dad used to have a shit ton of maps. Whenever we were driving anywhere, he would have the whole thing plotted out. And you're right, it was construction. The whole thing went to hell. You know? now, now they're like, you can't be talking on your phone while you're driving. Meanwhile, Neil's dad had a map folded out on his lap on the <laughs> yeah. steering wheel, smoking a cigarette yeah. with a highball in the... <laughs> Pretty in much. The, you know. And yelling at my mom the whole time. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know. How did you let me miss that? <laughs> I'd roll asleep. Kids are playing in the back. You know, we're drinking. You know. Oh, shit. Where are we going, Neil? Oh, where yeah. Are so, we so where we were going was we were going to Beat Kitchen, <laughs> which, funnily enough, is actually one of my... It's probably my favorite small bar to see a, to see a gig in the city. I actually okay. love Beat Kitchen. I've cool. seen some great, great shows cool there. Place. So I'm glad. So we decided... Doors were 7.30. And we were like, should we stay at D-Man longer and drink, or should we go over there? And now I'm like, hey, you know what? They, they got a bar in front there. So it's probably not bad if we get there early. Not, not quite enough help to keep the beers flowing right. very fast, but yeah. But I mean, I'm glad we did. So we get there at 7.30 pretty much on the dot, right? And um, we just have to show our IDs, proof of proof of vaccine, or you had to show your negative test or yep. whatever, and your ID, and they give you a wristband, and we were in within like... Yeah, they were really quick. We were in within were really like quick. a minute. Yeah, they were really quick. And the good point about it is, so there's this small bar area in the front, and there's maybe like five, six booths. And because we got there so early, we were able to get this primo booth. Which we just kind of held on to. Which we held on to pretty much all night, right across, right by the bar. And yep. so we just started getting pounding drinks then. Well, it, you guys it were actually was, It was actually kind of funny, right? Because so we had th- the three of us. So we had one empty spot. So we just sort of kept an empty spot. So Paul, number one from Boris, like when he needed to sit down, he'd just come and sit down by, yeah, sit down with by us. us and yeah. have a beer. And yeah, it was cool. It was, it was real cool catching up with him. Yeah. So it, it was just really laid back. I mean, some gigs you go to and it's kind of stressful and it's crowded and stuff like that. Was this didn't feel like that at all? It just felt we had this booth. It was off and it place. Was, it, was sold, it was the show was sold out. So, I, I, dude, it had to be. They had to have like lowered the capacity. They well, had I don't to know about that. I have. A, I, I'm kind of curious. So well, anyway. So the first band we were talking about like Chicago level, Chicago like sort of minor league level legendary Chicago bands. You ever listen to Apocalypse Hoboken or no? Yes. I've got an album by there, so I can't remember I have what a it's cu- called, I have a couple of them, and yeah, I have some of their I have some of their seven inches. But they were a pretty good, obnoxious punk rock band from the early mid '90s. I think with their heyday. What do you got? Super incredible heavy duty dudes. Microstars. That was a little later. I don't know that one. Huh. But they were um, they were real snarky. They were they were cool. Anyway, I don't know which guys, but I know some of the guys from the opening band, the Mons. M O N S, right? M- yeah, Mons. M O N S. Mons Venus. That a, oh, that's it. That's, I have no that, idea. What does that, that mean? That's rude. That means the ladies. But they, uh, they, Woo! they, uh, they uh, <laughs> I think at least one or two guys. Somebody was saying somebody was from another pretty well-known Chicago band too. But yeah, they, but they're, yeah, they're called the Mons. I'd actually seen them before. I think open for TSOL at Reggie's or something. So I dig them. They're real jerky, angular kind of punk rock. I mean, punk rock with maybe just a hair of hardcore, and a hair of like post-punk kind of thing. But real bitter, real bitter old men that are angry about stuff, and they're wow. a lot of their first familiar. E- at least their EP and I think their first album. The artwork was done by Raymond Pettibon, which right. really, really drew my drama yeah. into it. So I have the seven inch. I probably should have bought the LP, but I didn't. But anyway, no, they're 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 cool. But so I watched actually, them. I watched them play for like one song. I must yeah. Admit. So you so okay. So we've got this booth in the front, right? And then you walk through the bar area and get to where the venue is. There's and a swinging door, there's a, there's, 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 there's a door, so you can't really hear exactly so, what's going on. 
Scott and I stayed in the booth basically because every time the door opened and we heard the band, I didn't like what I was hearing, so I didn't go Fair back enough. there. Uh, but you did. You went back there and watched yep. them. You, you like them and stuff. It's fine. Um, Is it, Neil? I'm, I'm entitled to my opinion. Thank you, you so much, my friend. You are. Well, you like everything, though. That's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, where was it going with that? That's not true. I'm just not quite. Not quite oh, as, I'm just not quite as angry about it when I don't no, like something. No, you know, no, you know, you know, you know what I did. You know what I did. I'm like, I said to Scott, I'm like, I'm like all right, you know, I'm gonna gonna go give these guys a chance. I'm gonna wander back there. So no sooner had I wandered back there that that's exactly when they said, "Thank you, good night." There you go. <laughs> Put their instruments down. So I'm like, all right. That's so. like that first band in Milwaukee. That was us. Yeah. So wandered wandered back out again, and, and added. It was nice having that tonic. boat. I wouldn't, you know, yeah. I, I say as we get older, I do get a little crabby about being on my feet all night. So it was nice that we were able to kind of hold down that. Well, it was an, okay. So it was annoying, right? Because a beat kitchen normally, so there's the barrier in the front, and then there's the venue in the back, and normally there's a small bar in the venue. Yeah. So um, you can, if you want a drink, you can just go right there and uh, hi Emily. Um, you can just go there and buy a drink right there, and yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Whereas last night that small bar was closed, so if you wanted a drink, you had to go back into the main bar area. And there was, even though, okay, so I've been to Beat Kitchen when it's been so packed in that main room, everyone is shoulder to shoulder like fucking sardines. Mm. So even. The most crowded it was yesterday, it wasn't at all like that. I, I actually I actually disagree, but we'll talk about that in a minute here. Okay. Because the 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 next band I couldn't even that, now this was weird to I me. I couldn't walk to get in there. So I wonder if a lot of people because Boris, Boris had yeah. a great crowd there. I mean the place was pretty full when they played, but when that Grand Marquise played, the next band, you could not move in there. That was that Shoulder to shoulder. I don't think there was any restrict. I don't think there was any restrictions at all. On the, because I couldn't even really get close to the floor at all. Um, that was so. The Grand Marquis are a band that neither Neil or I really know anything about. But they're sort of claim to fame now. They don't. I don't think they're a real band anymore or play anymore. But the bass. No, the guitar player was Kyle Canine, who's a pretty popular stand-up comic slash actor kind of thing. So I think that. I think there might have been a big curiosity factor for that. Okay. Because, yeah, that that, that was, you know, and I, I'm certainly not, I hope Boris Sprinkler doesn't take this as disrespect, but that was, the room was crazy packed for that. I couldn't even get in there. Yeah, I didn't know. Boris didn't Sprinkler was that. full, but you could move around. That oh, yeah. band, you couldn't even move around. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that was a big, one of those things, they don't play anymore, so maybe this was like a once-in-a-lifetime shot if you wanted to see this band. And I thought musically they were fine. I mean, they didn't really, I mean, I wasn't like amazed by them or anything. But that Kyle Kinane was funny between songs. No questions about it. I mean, I'm going to probably check out some of his comedy. I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I like comedy in general, and then to have somebody who's got a connection to the scene, it's cool. So I'm going to check it out. You yeah, but that, that didn't make any sense to me because, yeah, A, I mean, they've never been a headlining band, have they? I'd never even heard of them I, before. I, I don't know. And when were they active? I mean, they had to be like 90s. Like, they're not that old, right? They're not like an 80s band or something. I mean, Paul told us that they warmed up for them at the fireside, I believe. Something yeah, like so that, right? So they'd be in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, so I've never been a headlining band, I don't think. And uh, so the fact that there seemed to be the most people were there for this band that was second on the bill of a bill of four bands just seemed crazy to me and then when they were done i mean they were good i went in and saw a couple songs i stood i stood kind of at the back because you're right it was pretty crowded it was the most crowded so i was standing at the back actually i was standing right you couldn't by even Rev get Norb. past the merch table it was, was so that's tight. where i was standing i was standing yeah. by rev norb um at the because he was at the uh, boris uh yeah, the merch, mer- booth. merch merch booth um and the songs i heard were good the sound wasn't particularly good but i liked what i was hearing a couple songs i stayed there for uh 
but yeah, it was. Was so, he be, was he being funny between songs, or was he not really talking? I mean, that little tiny bit. So the so the comedian guy was wasn't the it was same. The one on the right. It was the guitarist the on the right. The guy on the right with like red, red okay. hair, bushy beard. All right, and yeah, and the rumor was that Bobcat Goldthwait was going to be there. Right? Oh yeah, I saw yeah. him. It was great, man. <laughs> I don't know. If, I, the I don't singer know what that was about. the singer didn't seem like he was super comfortable in that like frontman role. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's just because the other guy wouldn't shut up being funny but no it was cool it, it, was, it was cool I mean but once again it wasn't anything like it didn't really mean anything to me you know what I mean it was just another band on the bill yeah now the next band on the bill actually I was super stoked about so I did go in there to make sure I got a good spot and this was the band that had the smallest crowd there and and they were pretty good but I think like I said I think there's people around town that don't like a good portion of this band so anyway let's let's play another song But I can't keep talking, Neil. I don't know what Neil's doing. He walked away. Um, So the next band that played is called the Mitochondriacs. All one word, yes. The Mitochondriacs. What is that? Some kind of a disease or something? Uh, Let's look that up. Let me on my handy dandy uh, internet machine. First, let's play a a song. We're going to play a song. We're actually going to play a Screeching Weasel song. Uh, Okay. That will become evident. Why? Yeah, and you'll figure out why. Second? You'll figure out why in a minute. This yeah. uh, this is screeching weasel. I want to be naked. Naked there by Screeching Weasel. So this is that that so I picked that song because it it relates to my adventures in the hotel hallway later. No, just kidding. That did not happen. <laughs> At least not that you remember. Right? Exactly. So the mitochondriacs are a local Chicago band called the Cobains, sort of a politically incorrect, like pop punk type band, which is a politically incorrect or politically correct? Politically incorrect. Oh good, we'll like them then. The uh the, they're a three-piece, I think, and the singer, guitar player, uh, a woman playing bass, and a, and a drummer. And I, they might have a regular, they might have another guitar player when they play by themselves. But basically, they have become Jughead's backup band for this mitochondriacs. And Jughead is who? Jughead is the original 
lead guitar player was Screeching Weasel, who was in like the first 15 year run of the band, 15 okay. plus year run of the band, was not in the band when Ben put the band back together. Many of us old school people sort of don't see the new version of Screeching Weasel as particularly legitimate, even if we occasionally enjoy some of the new music, because it was always those two guys. It'd be like if Led Zeppelin, you know, if, if Robert Plant put Red Ze- Led Zeppelin back together and didn't, you know... Have Jimmy Page. Have Jimmy Page. Yeah. I guess maybe I should have played I Hate Led Zeppelin. Well, that's great, fine. The great Screeching Weasel song from... We can get, that, to, we, I, I believe we can get some, to that in a minute. I believe some Chicago stations still play that occasionally. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, it, it was... So Jughead... I think this was his first time ever really singing. And he's not a supernatural singer, but he did a pretty good job, I thought. But this, these mitochondriac songs are, like, really short, angry, really profane. Like oh, really? I, I see. It. So you were in there for the When I think of Jughead, I don't really think of, like, profane, but he was... <laughs> He was. He had this opening monologue at the beginning about how he was supposed to be a jerk, but he wanted to be nice for a minute before he became a jerk, and then telling the crowd to fuck off and stuff. And I, it was, hmm. but it was it, the the mitochondria songs were cool. And of course, me being the huge Weasel fan that I am, the big draw for me was I had heard that they were playing some. They were going to play some Weasel songs, so they did. Um, I hate Led Zeppelin, and the Marky Cobain, the guitar player, sang that one, and then they I mean, did. I mean, he played. A, he played a. Uh... He played a little Led Zeppelin guitar riff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they played into it. It was good. It was actually very well done. Yeah, it was cool. And then um, the singer for the Mons came out and sang I Want to Be Naked, which you just heard, of course. And then um, later on, they did one of their later era Weasel songs, which is kind of funny because Screeching Weasel, as they are now, the active Screeching Weasel, would never play those those songs. So it's kind of cool hearing a couple Hmm. of different... They, they Screeching Weasel is a real focused set list now that they play. Um, do they even play live anymore? Yeah, but they do fly-ins, weekends. They don't do okay. they don't tour or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, and this mitochondria was never going to play a live show. They got asked to do this show. They decided to do the show. So, um, and then um, later, the woman playing bass play, uh, sang I Want to Be With You Tonight, another Screeching Weasel song, like more mid-era Screeching Weasel song, so it was cool. So I, I very much enjoyed them. They played maybe a half hour. I mean, it was a very short. It was a very short set, yeah. A very short set, very energetic, and uh, I dug it. I dug it. It was cool. At least I'm a big uh, Weasel fan, and uh, as far as I'm knowing right now, when we do our record store thing in McHenry in three weeks, Jughead is our special guest, or is going to be a special guest. So I did not really get a chance to talk to him at this event. But I'm looking forward to it. He seems like a, seems like a good dude. He's fellow a, fellow he, podcaster. Here's the funny thing. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known Jughead from Adam, right? If uh, before before this, I mean, I know I know he was in Screeching Weasel, but I certainly don't know what he looks like and stuff like that. So um, now I do. And Tom, I don't know. Tom, do you know the uh, professional wrestler Chris Jericho? I do not. I okay. don't really know wrestling. I'm not really Okay. So, well, anyway, anyone out there knows Chris Jericho. Um, Dude? Except he looked like a very much shorter version of Chris Jericho. He actually did remind me of a uh, professional wrestler. All right, Neil. I'm having a beer. It's after lunch. Good. So, it's afternoon. So, yeah, he reminded me of a professional wrestler. That's the way he looked to me. Just a very short professional wrestler. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, I was in there for a couple songs, and I enjoyed them. But they were, they were fine. I, the, I Hate Led Zeppelin, I was in there for that one, mm. and a couple of other ones, because the songs were short, and they were good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed them. I think Scott went in there, too. So Did we, we almost gave up our booth? We Well, we came back after they were finished, and then, like you said, if we're going to go see Boris the Sprinkler, because we were figuring, right? We were figuring it would be as crowded in there for Boris the Sprinkler as it was for that second band, Grand yeah. Marquis. And uh, so we gave up our booth, walked in there, 
and I mean it wasn't empty, but we could get right to the front. Yeah, we, we walked right to the front. Well, we were there. We died. were in place before the band started too. It filled in behind us. But it wasn't like there was a long. There was only like fifteen minutes between bands. So it, it wasn't well, it like is, a long. It is funny to me. Like I said, the first band had the fewest people. And I really do think the second band, it was packed and they're like sardines. And then they kind of went out to smoke and a lot of them... Like a lot said, of people must have left. I'm well, assuming. a lot of people skipped the Cobains. And the, but the, no, well, because there was a lot more in there again when Boris played. Like I said, it was... It, yeah, was, it still it wasn't was as full. full as it was no, with the second as, band, I don't which think is crazy, it was, right? Unless, you know, it's hard to say. Unless it was really bottlenecked in the back because I couldn't really see what was going on in the front. But yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. Um, so yeah, then... Uh, then Boris came on and played and I'd never... Um, I'd never seen him before. You know what, why don't I throw my other weasel song in there? Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Even though we haven't had we haven't yep. talked for long now. But let's uh so the other one I want to do is the one that the girl sang. I'm sorry, woman. Uh, do we know her name? We don't, but he said she play, they, she plays in a bunch of bands, she was really good. Um so she sang this one and it was definitely put a little different twist on it. It's I wanna be with you tonight. <laughs> Screeching weasels there, uh, screeching weasels, screeching weasel there with uh, with you. What is it? I want to be with you tonight. And uh, so the mitochondria. All these bands, man. All the things they want to do. All these wanna. That's Ramones was. I I don't wanna. I don't wanna go down the basement. So Mike, I I just looked it up. I've lost it now. But a mitochondriac is something to do with energy in cells or something. Hmm. Uh, The biochemical process of respiration and energy production. Or something. Excellent. A mitochondria, an organelle. I don't, I don't feel any so, smarter. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So Boris Sprinkler um, came on, and like I said, I'd never seen him before, and I, I mean, I didn't even know him until I think we had Paul on the show. A couple he, years ago, I remember you listened to the. Re- I remember I, that I new think, record that came out. Because the record years was on, liked, my, on my year end list. Yeah, it was and a good I record. You checked it out. Yeah. Did you buy the vinyl there or no? No, I was going to buy it last night. And they yeah, didn't they have still have any. Yeah. See, I, I've had to know that they had four singles too. 
which they were selling way too cheap. I should have bought it all for you in Milwaukee. Because, yeah, they were selling the LPs for 15 bucks, And they, they were selling their singles two for five. It was like the 90s again. And uh, they sold out of the Meat Men one, unfortunately, before they got to us. But I think you'll enjoy those. I think you'll enjoy those singles. They're classic banger, 45, yeah. single one, you know, A side and then maybe two B sides. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, so going in, pretty much all I knew was that newest album. Was it got Vespa to Venus or something like yes. that? Was that new one? And Vespa to Venus, which is a ripoff of their own album, Sarsen Saturn, which is a ripoff of the classic <laughs> Ramones album, Rocket to Russia yeah. and Road to Ruin. So. Yeah. Um, so a lot of freaking alliteration going on, you know. So I knew that, and then some other of the greatest hits from when Paul was on the show. Yep. So that's pretty much all I knew. But the good thing about Boris the Sprinkler is you don't really even have to know the songs no. because it's like it really is like short verse, chorus, chorus, verse. Where, I mean, by the end of the song, you know the fucking song pretty after much. hearing it once. So it was it was good, and they put on a great stage show, even though they obviously have only practiced a few times. Um, Rev Norb is all over the place. He was wearing like a... His, his leg kicks. <laughs> Should we talk guy, about that? The guy's almost as old as you, Neil, and he kicks it. Can you kick your leg like that? Like, he kicked, has no, his no, leg no. kick. Like, no. I'm, I'm like, just on the way out, I'm like, I'm going to see how high I can kick. I couldn't even get to my own waist. He's like up up, up by his shoulder. Um, yes, the, you can talk about his outfit. I, as a matter of fact, I think you need to talk about his outfit because I was... So, he was wearing a long... It was like a, one of those bodysuits, you know, that you see like people at like college football games wearing. Just like stuff. a tight lycra, tight lycra thing that you know from all. Over. It was like black and white striped, and he was wearing a motorcycle helmet with like horns yes. stuck on it, and yes. it's a geek on the. Yeah, front. that's kind of a classic prop. And crazy, crazy cla- uh, big sunglasses and stuff like that. So we had this whole stage persona going on, but dude, please for all of us. Wear a cup or wear some kind of jockstrap because it was very disturbing the fact that we could see your dick the entire fucking show. I yes, mean, Norb, we could tell that you were of the Christian faith and have been circumcised <laughs> yes. as a young man. Yeah. No, it's it was it was pretty funny and and Neil's just like and I'm like just be glad you're not in the front row and I was like taking my index finger and holding it straight up and like <laughs> tapping it against Neil's nose and uh, like I said I've never seen Neil so loose and it was just it was it was, it was pretty funny. I said just be glad you're not in the front row, dude. You gotta just because it literally his crotch was eye level. Eye level, yeah, with, yeah. Oh, dude, oh, oh, dude, how about this? Put some like Superman shorts on over the top there of you your, over the top of your body outfit so we don't have to. Or uh, Everyone doesn't have to be looking at your your cop the whole time. It's funny the uh, the night before he wore a a a bodysuit, different. I think it was green or something. I can't remember. And he had like his or pink, maybe he has Elvis like fake Elvis hairdo and stuff. And uh, but he had like a a g string on, so he bent over at one point, turned around the other direction, and Scott's like, "Yeah, I don't don't really need to see that." And it was, uh, but it, so you couldn't really see the curvature. You couldn't, see it. You couldn't, you couldn't see necessarily junk. see the entire curvature, but he had these big, like, feathery leg warmers on. So every time he kicked up in the air, you'd see these pink feathers <laughs> flying, <laughs> their green feathers, when it was flying all over the place. It was pretty funny. Yeah. So anyway, they have a really funny, like, state, like, patter between songs and stuff. Rev Norb is doing his crazy pronoun- uh, announcer voice, which maybe we'll get him to do an announcer for the show, yes, you know, sometime. Yes. That either that, either that, or I'm going to get it. I am going to get so good at it that no one there can tell go. the difference. Yeah, that's very good. Um, so if you, it was if you need, if you a, need a very show. if you need a very cheap Revnorb knockoff style thing on your record, you call me up. I'll we'll discuss rates. <laughs> we'll work for beer. We'll, yeah, we'll work for beer. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot. I mean, I I really really enjoyed it. I had a, I had a great time all night. Um, even though we gave so when they finished, because Paul had told me they're going to finish eleven forty five sharp. So when it got and to eleven forty three and they were like ending their last song, I'm like I'm going to run back out and see if I can get our booth back. But unfortunately, I guess people had come in who just go in there as a neighborhood bar who didn't yeah. intend to come for the show yeah. until all the booths were taken. So came back in and we bought some more merch and stuff like that. They had these 
killer posters that had been handmade for the show. Yeah. Like beautiful full color yeah, screen printed. like print screen printed posters, which I actually bought one. I'll put a picture of it up on the on the website. Um I mean it's gorgeous, right? It's really, it really nicely done. You know, just just for the show, specifically yeah. saying them with the opening bands and stuff and uh so that was really nice. And then Rev Norg was behind the counter and he was wearing a jam badge. You know, you know I love the jam. Mm -hmm. And he was wearing, actually, I have the same badge. I bought it the first time I saw them in May 79 at the Jam Pack Tour. So um, in, in honor of that, I am going to play a song by the jam. So this is the jam with News of the World.
So there you go. That was News of the World by The Jam, one of the early singles. I think it was like the fourth single. Um, and that's actually one of the few singles, might be the only single actually, that was written by Bruce Foxton, the bass player. Hmm. was not written by Paul. You so. imagine? You imagine what the bass player? I'm sorry, that was a beer burp. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, oh. it was. Oh, what is this? Temperance? Yeah, that's beer a, company. Gate Crasher IPA. That's a local Evanston brewery. It's actually very English very good. English style I love it. ale IPA, six point six percent. Just yeah. what I need before that's a three not hour a, drive. That is not an English style ale because I can tell you there's no English style fucking it's ale. More like six point six percent. It's really more like the New England style. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good. So it's, tasty. it's funny. I, I like. It. I really like it. I think Temperance do a great job, even though their tap room is a piece of shit. Mm. And you can quote me on that. Yeah, so you got to go to the Illuminated Brewing tap yeah. room if you want to check out the tap room. No, I, I mean, if, uh, you know what? I don't, I'm, I'm not going to diss a local brewery, but it was like yeah, they, you know, another spot. How many sponsorship opportunities have you pissed away in this episode alone by dissing Kuma's Corner, <laughs> Temperance, uh, Temperance's tap room? I mean, is there any other local businesses you'd like to pull your pants okay. down and piss on? So Lydia, and I, in the beginning of the summer, we go over there. We're like, oh, it's a Saturday afternoon. We've done, there's a grocery store right by it. We'll get done grocery shopping. We're like, let's, let's go and get a drink at Temperature's thing. I really like Gate Crash, so let's go over there. There's no room inside. I guess it must be very small. And so they set you up in the fucking parking lot, in the shitty, like, strip mall parking lot, with, uh, and the benches are, like, all falling apart. So there's, like, big wooden splinters hanging out of the benches. It's like, well, this couldn't be. And then they just sell you. It's not even draft. They just sell you a six-pack of cans for more expensive than they could have got it at the grocery store. So it's like, well, I'm not going to fucking do this again. I'll just go buy a six-pack and sit in my car. Yeah, yeah that's exactly sit what I would have done. Sit my car outside of Macy's. I was expecting some fantastic, you know, tap room, and instead it was just sitting on a wooden bench in a parking lot with an overpriced six-pack. It's like, you know, fuck it's, that. It, I, I hate to backtrack, and, and but, you know, that's what we do, right? But I was telling you, we went to that burger place in Milwaukee. Yeah, and yeah. you walk in this place, it's just this giant stainless steel monolith inside, and you order your burgers, and there's no dine-in. You go out, and they have, like, these concrete benches and they have a little waterfall thing and stuff but it's like this Fuck is freaking Wisconsin I yeah. mean it's it's cold it's too cold to eat outside yeah. eight months of the year yeah that's a stupid I, idea I, it seems like a weird business model yeah right? it does um, so I mean, anyway even though you know we've talked about this before the, if there's an upside to the pandemic it's all this great outside seating these places that didn't have outside seating now a lot of them have had some great outdoor seating and those strange bubbles that they have balloons yeah I don't need any glue no so anyway, so that was that was the night, right? So um, we debated keeping going, but it was probably better that we didn't. Yeah, because it was it was after midnight by this time, yeah, and then, then were, I was driving these guys back to the hotel, and that was uh, so I didn't get home till one. So you know, it was probably good that we didn't go out drinking anymore. So, I mean, uh, it, it probably was, but it probably would have been good if we did that too. It's yeah. one of those things. Probably could have went either way. So I passed out right as soon as I got back. I mean, I was totally up for another drink or two, but also when I got to my room and I just kind of rested for a minute, eh, you know, woke up. See, I was I was when I got home. I was wired. Really? I was wired, and I was hungry. Not me. So I was gonna like, should I get a drink? And I'm like, no, I shouldn't do that. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm about seventeen. But okay. So what I will say about our adventure yesterday: we went to bars, we went to a record store, we went to see a band and stuff. Hung out with good friends. So what I would say: lesson to be learned from this. We're all getting older, yeah. right? I think we have an, an, an audience that's skewing on the older side. Sure. And and these, this is going to sound funny, right? Words to words to live by. Are you but from the sentimental? Is Neil getting sentimental? Holy no, what cow! I'm, what I'm what I'm going to say Glad is what I'm going to say is, as you get older, it's very tempting, you know, if a show comes on or something, and you're sitting on your front of your TV, and you're like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to make it Don't tonight. Go to I'm, not gonna go. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. It's been yes. Yeah. 
guys, get up and fucking do it. Do it. Because this, these are the... Jeez, I am getting sentimental. But these are the memories which you have exactly. that last a lifetime, right? Whereas you can sit in front of the TV any night and you don't remember that. But this, these are fucking great memories. And yeah, it's going to be a hassle sometimes finding parking in the city and driving in the city. But, you know, this is shit that you look back on. It, it, was, it was a fucking fun go time. Drink, it was a great go time. Go out, get drunk, have fun with your future pallbearers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the people that you're going to be burying, yeah, exactly. right? Because then you'll have stories to tell you know, at the funeral. I'll even take it one step further than that. So we went to Punk Rock Bowling two weekends ago and had a great time. Honestly, it was awesome. We were submerged submerged in like the punk culture, more so than you really can anywhere else. Right, definitely, that. 100%. And it was a great time. And and and. But I got to tell you, man, to me, these weekends, and I know you haven't done a ton of this, but that, like Scott and I do these weekends where we watch a band play two, three times in a row, go to different cities, meet different friends, hang out with people. Yeah. This, it, it's so great. I, honestly, if I'd take this over the punk rock bowling thing any day, which is not to say that I wouldn't do that too. But if I had to pick, man, I, I love these these long kind of weekends. And like I said, we're gonna start dragging you a lot more. I know you're not. Well, you're, you're, you're you're European sort of mindset. To, for you oh, to drive, traveling? for you to drive three hours seems really oppressive. For us, it's nothing. Like I'm, gonna, I'm, ser- I'm like I'm gonna try to talk you into going down to Indy with us to see Sloppy, just because Matt's gonna be down there. Ricky, I think said he was going to be down there. Ricky Adams, our listener. You know, there's going to be a little meetup of people down there. And listen, I know they'll be thrilled to hang out with me and drink a beer. But if both of us are there, that's that's where the money's at, man. That's, that's, where, that's where the money's at. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We figured out a way to make money with the show. We can occasionally get a free beer from our listener. That yeah. is our... That's yeah, that's our model. That is that's the apex model. of what we do here. Exactly. I, you know, it's not that... In the summer, I don't mind driving. It's because the winters can be so yeah. shitty, and you know you have a, you have a, you have that big ass SUV and stuff like that, and sometimes they just get you know have, the, well, the having, idea of driving four hours grown, into Michigan. Having grown up here, I definitely I'm not scared of the winter. Definitely, I mean, I'm, I've actually gotten worse as I've gotten older. When I was like, oh, the weather's gonna be bad. When I was a kid, I didn't give a crap. I had rear wheel drive cars, dude. I was like a, just a menace out there. Just, yeah, but. Yeah, if there's moral to this story, is get out and do it. Get out exactly. and do it, and don't be don't fall into that. You know, middle age to thing where I don't want to go out tonight. I'm just well, going to stay and, home and stuff. If you live close to a city, man, or there's a gig that you're even thinking about going to, like the punk rock bowling thing, I could very easily have been have been talked out of that when yeah. I thought about how expensive it was, yeah, it was what a hassle money. flying it is. You know, I'd never been to Vegas before. So what's the hotel going to be like? All that shit. But it's like, no, you just got to put that shit aside and you just got to do it yeah. and enjoy living. You know, and uh, shit, especially with COVID, right? Lots of people. I got into it with someone online this morning. They're like, "When is COVID?" That's a good use of your time, Neil. I'm good like, use of your time. But they're like, they're like, they're like, why don't people realize the pandemic's not over? And I'm like, the pandemic's never going to end. You just have to learn to well, live with it. It's always going to be with well, us. And there's no, there's no, there's no safe, end. Safety is an illusion, right? This idea that. We get through this, you're 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 never gonna die. It's just it's just it's a bizarre. And I understand once again, there's certain circumstances. People are vulnerable. If you've had chemo or you care for older people or stuff like, there's certainly exceptions to that. But when do we become such a nation of cowards? The, the, the whole, but the concept of it ever end, it's not going to end. It's with us. It's like yeah. the flu or the seasonal cold. Well, and it will be, I'm not saying it's. Just, the, and, I, and the I'm fact of the matter is, there's the already flu. people talking saying, about we're going to have to start treating this like a seasonal illness. We can't right. You know, and, and the country of Norway has decided they're not doing anything with it. That's what they've done. They've said, well, this is a seasonal illness. We can't. And I once again, you know, you call me anti-science or yell at me, whatever, but the science is all over the place. Different states have done vastly different things and, and have... Different results. Si- no, yeah. very similar oh, outcomes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's you know, we talked about that thing with Sweden. You know, Sweden was the country that didn't do anything, and they got vilified and vilified. Well, if you look at the statistics, they came out in the middle. They didn't have the most deaths. They didn't have the least deaths, but it was really like 
It's it, it's it's crazy. And their, so econ- it, and their economy didn't get hit at all. So yeah, that was yeah. the, that was probably the so way to do it. Looking at it rather than the well, Australia and New Zealand way, which has proved to be by far the worst. Well, because they're still fully locked down. Well, and they're using their military to clear off the beach. It's I mean, do you want to live in the, Do you want to live in that world? Yeah. But anyway, enough. A rant, ranting, and raving over. How do so, I get onto that one? I don't know. Neil got sentimental. We started ranting and raving about politics. Oh, traveling to Vegas, especially during oh, COVID yeah, yeah. times. That's what it was. It would have been very easy to say, nah, you know what? I'm just going to blow it off this year. Maybe I'll do it next year. Yeah. But I'm fucking glad I did it. Yeah, I agree. I'm really glad I did it. And, and, and uh, you know, even that, so that, that was my excuse in the years past, especially when my kids were little. My economic situation has definitely gotten much better, but it was like, I, I just, I can't really afford it. But you know what? Two years from now, like this weekend, and, and would, would I still have that $500 that I didn't spend going to have a really great weekend? Right. Hell no. You know, it's, right. so just yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Definitely. Be, be, be reckless, people. Don't save enough for retirement. And then uh, <laughs> Uncle Neil will take care of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be that homeless guy sitting outside fucking beat kitchen trying to get in. The guy outside at Dunkin' Donuts when we went to get coffee who was begging, who was drinking a $3 cup of coffee. It's like, come on, dude, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> Uh, anyway, what are we talking about? I think we're wrapping up, right? I think we are. So yeah, you. I know you have one more song. I do. Um, we're talking about Sweden, actually. I'm gonna play. I was listening to the Stranglers album, Black and White, yesterday. Actually, I was listening to the new album, the brand new album, which is fantastic. I mean, it's mellow. Um, I mean, the singer's not there, right? No, the, no the, the bass player is the only original member. Oh, now. come on. Well, the, hold on. The original, so it's like the County Fair version of the Stranglers. Hold on a second. But let, let's okay. let's put this in context. The, the original drummer is almost 80, so he can't play anymore. I think he maybe did turn 80. I remember seeing yeah. a... Yeah. Jet Black is almost 80. Um, Jean-Jacques Bonnell, the original bass player, is still there. Hugh Cornwall, the singer and guitar player, left... 30 the 80s, years ago. Right? Yeah, 30 yeah. years ago now. And Dave Greenfield, the keyboard player, just died. Like about six months ago, so um, see, and he could have had a weekend with his friends before he did that, but he decided to stay home instead. Now he's dead. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But uh, but so they released just released a new album, and it's really really good. In fact, it's probably going to make one of my top huh. ten albums. I of think our top, last year we had a lot of similarities in our top ten list. I think this year we're going to diverge. This, quite yeah, a I bit. think I think we're going to diverge. Well, of course, yeah. last year we were just sitting in our homes sharing music with each other. Now we're sort of <laughs> yeah, more out true. there. So. That's true. But anyway, so I was listening to that yesterday, and I also listened to the classic. Um, late 70s 78 79 album black and white which okay. is probably some people think it's their best album it's like the third album um so it's got the classic song tank on it which is fantastic and toiler on the sea um but anyway i'm gonna play the song um well on there it's called all, all quiet on the eastern front but originally it was called sweden so uh yeah this is the stranglers with sweden Eastern Front Fluctuations at a minimum High pull country at tombstone Sense of humor's gonna stray somewhere Too much time to think, too little to do 
go. That was the Stranglers with Sweden. Um, yeah, they weren't too impressed with Sweden. So that was so that was Neil's swipe at the guy who like accused me of misogyny and all yep, that stuff. It was. But the fact of the matter is, I think that guy might have been from Norway, but I can't. Remember. <laughs> hey, listen, no one said we were accurate. Yeah, okay? exactly. <laughs> listen, you don't come here for news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so one of the last things I wanted to say was one of the things I most enjoyed about going to Jason's Brewery yesterday was a wide variety of people that were in there. Yeah, that was a divergent crew in there. Yeah. Man. That was a that was a wild because there was some. Of, I think some of Jason's skateboard buddies were in there. Okay, and then there was some obviously some local neighborhood people who enjoy having a local brewery there now. They were there too. Some people dressed up for Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. were some people in lederhosen and stuff. And then there was just like... Uh, what about that weird karaoke guy? Yeah, I was about to say that weird looked like a neighborhood... There's always one in every neighborhood, right? The weird neighborhood character who was wearing like shorts that looked like they were from the 1970s. Like knee socks and uh, some strange look, looked like a St. Patrick's Day t-shirt and like a Chicago Sting hat. And the Chicago Sting were the Chicago soccer team in like the 1970s. Karl Heinz Rummenigger or something like that, Rummenigger mm. or something. Anyway, Chicago, the Chicago Sting hat was probably one of those old foam trucker hats from like the 1970s, all stained <laughs> and stuff. So this guy, and he was like, he was like five foot nothing, and he was like singing karaoke. It's it was like just an like, obscure new wave song or something. It, just completely bizarre, right? Bizarre characters, but it was great. It was, it was yeah, cool. Definitely. Was cool. Uh, next time we get back in town. Yeah. Like I said, our one and only sponsor so far. So. Yep. Yeah. Love and Illuminate anyway, works. So, so listen. Yeah, punk till I die, punk till I die, seventy seven at Gmail, punk till I die podcast on Facebook. I uh, I know a lot of you liked, really enjoyed our sort of live from Las Vegas live, you know, live into the yep. hard drive. And I hope you enjoyed this too. We had, as like I said, we had a real good time. We will be Neil and I will be back together face to face. We you can tell we're taking our relationship to the next level because <laughs> we're spending a lot more time face to face. So we will be face to face once again in Chicago. And like I said, I'm gonna try to drag Neil down to Indianapolis too. October 29th. October 29th, we, and we will be in beautiful McHenry, Illinois. Yep. So if you're anywhere in the northern northern Illinois uh, location, come down and meet and come come down and see us because we're doing this in store. It's Iron Records. Um, Alan from Goldmine is going to interview us, and there's going to be Jughead, and there's going to be a band, and it looks like it. Here's here's how I think it'll go. I think we're gonna we're gonna try to get there about one o'clock, and Neil and I are gonna do a little record shopping. We're gonna try to record around two o'clock. The band will go on around three o'clock. That's the tentative schedule. Yep. The other thing is, Alan. And, and I gotta once again. I know we've been thanking Alan. But I gotta thank Alan for this because he put this whole thing together. Yeah, he he did, definitely yeah. he sees a bigger. You know, he sees bigger than we do on this stuff. <laughs> But he also he's got a bunch of uh, stuff to give away, and I mean, I mean, signed records and all kinds of cool stuff to give away. And honestly, if you Peckerheads don't show up, Neil and I are taking all that shit. Oh yeah, we're taking all the signed records. I mean, I know some of the stuff he's got, and I have a lust for my heart in it already. You know, he's got like the rare variant of the Seven Seconds, the new Seven Seconds reissue, and all this stuff. So. If you Peckerheads don't show Swift, up, isn't it? it's a Taylor Swift, and I understand Swift. it's a, it's a work day. Yeah, it's a Taylor Swift. Sign Taylor Swift CD. That's what I'm into, and I know it's a work day and it's kind of tough. But you know, take a half day off, call in dead, yeah. do something, and uh, and drive out to the wilds of McHenry, the yeah. wilds of Illinois with us. And uh, the owners, the owners, excited about it. We're excited about it. I, I, it's, I think it's gotten snowballed big enough now where I think it's going to be cool no matter what happens. We certainly had a little bit of fear that nobody would show up and we'd be sort of embarrassed, but. Uh, you know, I, I do assume that most of the people who listen to us have day jobs. Yes, <laughs> you just I, can't, I think so. just can't yeah. take off. And like, yeah. uh, but 
But anyway, no, it's going to be cool. Like I said, Jughead's supposed to be the special guest, so I'm looking forward to that. And the DUIs from Milwaukee, our pals. We're going to play a bunch of DIY, DUI songs on one of our episodes here, whether it be when they play with us or whether it be that episode or a different one. But anyway, yeah, so yeah, definitely check that out. Send us an email, whatever you want to do. And uh, once again, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, join the uh, join the Facebook group if you haven't. We're now over 300 members strong, so that's good. Um, yeah, yeah and that's like, where you just like post, yeah, post crap. Post yeah. crap, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to put that up on in, on our Instagram as well. So if you're on Instagram and not Facebook, make sure that you... Uh, if, you, if you're Instagram on, instead of Facebook, Neil might check it once a week, and we might get back to you eventually. I'm so. trying to be doing better than that, but the problem is, on my work phone, I have that one. On my home phone, I have my personal Instagram, mm. and I don't know the passwords for either one. I don't know <laughs> how to get into our Instagram at all, so I, I so anyway. Yeah, mystery, I, guess I, should, I guess I should look into that. The mysteries of life. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening, and we, we yep. appreciate you. And yeah, go out and have fun with your friends, yep. for tomorrow we die. Definitely, yeah. So uh, yeah, keep a little, keep a little mark in your heart and stay free. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you we next will. time. Smell you later. Bye bye.